Future Sense is a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name, broadcast on Bay FM in Byron Bay, Australia at bayfm.org. Hosted by Nick Jeans and well-known international futurist Steve McDonald, Future Sense provides a fresh, deep analysis of global trends and emergent technologies. How can we identify the layers of growth, personally, socially, and globally? What are the signs missed, the truths being denied? Science, history, politics, psychology, ancient civilizations, alien contact, the new psychedelic revolution, cryptocurrency, and other disruptive and distributed technologies, and much more. This is Future Sense. And you are now tuned, of course, to Future Sense through to 11 o'clock this morning with myself, Nick Jeans, and my co-host, Steve McDonald. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Nick. And we have trouble here as well. We have trouble in the in the form of... Capital T. Capital, capital T. The Texan elf is back in the studio again with us, Mitch Schultz. Good morning, good friend, gentlemen. filmmaker and icon. <laughs> just had to say that. I like the use of the word icon. Uh, I, thought, I thought you said acorn. <laughs> it's just a seed. He will grow. I will. And I do love to, acorns. Yeah, to a giant oak or something. Fantastic. So uh, welcome to Future Sense this morning. And um, today, Steve, what's on the agenda? We're going to talk first up about alignment today. So uh, getting things in a row. And then uh, we'll go on to talk in the second half of the show about corruption, which is really about uh, things being misaligned and the opportunity for realignment. And that's why I've got Mitch here, because he's a corruption expert. <laughs> he's as corrupt as they get. Yes. He's so corrupt that he's innocent. We just have to keep him in line for the first part of the show. Okay. That's, that's yes, the thing. exactly. Line Some, him up. Somehow. I'm not going to show you my cards. <laughs> line, line up your ducks, as they say. I'm not going to show you your cards? No, 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 no. Mm, that's, that's the game, isn't it? Keep, <laughs> keep your cards close. Don't reveal. Yeah. You're resonating right now on Future Sense with Steve McDonald and Nick Jeans. And we're talking uh, about alignment and realignment and more, but we're going to start somewhere else, Mitch, because you've got something which is relevant to the conversation. Absolutely. It's the result of alignment of the planets that this has happened. So, anything we say today (laughs) is just a result of the alignment of the planets. Everything's aligned with it, I think. Thank you. Good. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um,. Yeah, kind of excited to announce that mm. uh, we have a new project that is uh, underway and that we'll be uh, finishing up for um, release later this year. And it is a documentary looking at the life and work of uh, Stan Groff. Stanislav Groff. For those who don't know, a bit of a sketch. Yeah, Stan Groff was uh, probably one of the early psychedelic researchers um, who came up with a lot of the different ways to approach the therapy and then also went on to develop holotropic breath work and and also kind of co-develop transpersonal psychology with with Maslow. That's right. So very influential character and, and has looked at not just altered states, but just the other forms of consciousness out there and and has spent his entire career doing that. Um, And quite an amazing man. And I've learned a lot just on the project uh, that I did not know, even though we interviewed him for my first film. Hmm. 88 years old, I see. Yes. He's a senior, real elder. He is. Yeah, elder in the community. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Recently had a a stroke, but Mm. uh, it's doing well. But... um, this guy's work needs to be out there. We want to be able to share that with others and, and see how it's impacted others' lives. Yeah, he was a great pioneer of psychedelic therapy uh, back in the day before they made psychedelics illegal mm-hmm. in the USA and uh, treated over 4,000 patients with 
psych- uh, 4,000. Yeah, psychedelic assisted mm. therapy, uh, I think mostly with LSD. Mainly with LSD, yeah. Yeah, and um, wrote a great book called LSD Psychotherapy, actually, which is on my bookshelf. <laughs> and as you mentioned, holotropic breathwork, which is also known as breathwork generally or rebirthing. There are a variety of ways of using breath in that circular breath in that particular way, and he was the guy who sort of created that initial thing. As we were talking about at breakfast, I was quite involved in that in the early 80s, and uh, some really wonderful work that just simply the breath in terms of realigning the system and uh, and finding a place places where there are blocks and um, you know uh, dark patches so to speak that actually released and and become aware of during breath work which is right. fantastic and gets yeah. all the way back to the birth process and always back, always back to the birth process yeah. fascinating to mm. to think about memories that are stored mm. um, that could be traumatic from from that time period um, mm. because it is you know, the birth process is pretty major, <laughs> but what that could do if it if there's trauma built around that, and how that influences influences us throughout our lives. Mm, absolutely, and uh, I had a lot of experience in the in the mid '80s with this. Uh, I was actually was a practicing breath worker for a while in Sydney, about two years, and uh, the number of people who actually did re-experience their their birth and their birth trauma was extraordinary, and it was undeniably true as you listen to their stories as they went through this process, just just using breath and accessing these these places where yeah, trauma was released in the body. You could, you could feel it, you could watch it actually move through the body. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. Mm. And of course, um, Stan says that everybody carries PTSD and, right. as a result of their birth, right, to some yeah, extent. That's right. And I think that's quite true. Yeah. 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 Which makes it all the more important for us to um, develop some of the, the psychedelic therapies, you know, for mainstream use. Mm. Right. Uh, I believe, yeah, and of course the breath work was developed as a result of psychedelics being made illegal because he could no longer use LSD. Right, I hadn't thought about in that. His work, yeah, that's yeah. why it came about. Okay. Yeah, and he, I understand the process he he went through was you know he thought about how people responded during LSD-based therapy and their, how their breathing would change and those sorts of things, and that's what guided him to come up with holotropic breath work as, as mm. far as I understand. Well, yeah. very interesting. Yeah. And of course, while we're on the topic of psychedelics for healing, those listeners who are listening here uh, live or later on in the region of Byronshire, the Rainbow region, would be familiar with the, uh, the Byronshire Echo newspaper, uh, which features uh, our co-host over here, Steve McDonald, and um, a whole piece about the, uh, the psychedelic revolution in terms of healing uh, PTSD in particular, with the military in particular, which is Steve having been a military man, a particular interest of his and ours, in fact. Wonderful that that's actually front page uh, in the Echo. Yeah, this, very grateful for week. that. Yeah. Really good coverage. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Folks, if you want to text in, as always, 04373411904373411. 04-373-4119. Anything you'd like to add, comment on, or bring our attention to would be great. And of course, for those listening on podcast, via futuresense.it that's where our podcasts are a couple of days after each show the edited two-part podcast is uh, you can access through futuresense.it or through other platforms itunes for example Uh, so thanks for all of you out there in the world who are listening to this show whenever you are doing so yes and just while we're on that topic, there are a few uh, psychedelic movies coming up Mm. in byron bay uh Antiogenesis Australis, which is our, our wonderful community-based organisation that's uh, down in Melbourne there and has been pioneering psychedelic conferences and symposiums outdoor and indoor uh, for years. They're showing a couple of movies in Byron on the 27th of February yeah. uh, in the community theatre and uh, 
you remember what they are? We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, not talking about troops of compassion. One of them, is, uh, one of them is Icarus, right? Uh, uh, do you, what do you know about that, Mitch? Okay. I don't know much about it, actually. Uh, so, <laughs> um, sorry, I was not prepared for this. this it's a holiday today. We're, right. we're, we're, we're allowed to be slightly less researched <laughs> than we usually are today. Perhaps you could argue we have gentle, fun sort of day today. We'll come up with those. We're getting them for you. And also the following week on March the 7th is uh, Trips of Compassion, which is the Israeli documentary on uh, on uh, the use of MDMA for uh, assisted therapy for PTSD. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I'll be at both those screenings yeah. in uh, late February. And uh, I think it's uh, March, the... Um Oh, March My medicine yeah. Australia, not May. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does uh, say May. Mm-hmm. You, there you go. You, you may have. I may have. Well, we're, like, we're living in the future here, folks, so we constantly <laughs> are pushing forward. Thank you. And uh, anyway, Mitch, tell us a bit more about the the Stan Groff movie. Uh, you're yeah. going to California when you get back home, right, to, yeah, to see? Yeah, I'll be dropping off in California, and um, Stan and his wife, Regita, will be coming in and um, doing some uh, private breath work there, and we'll be doing a little bit more filming. Um Susan Heslagos is the director of the film, and she kind of tells Stan's life and story through her own kind of awakening and developmental process, mm-hmm. uh, which is really fascinating to have a mother's perspective and going through the birth process and what that was like for her mm-hmm. as she was trying to discover who she was mm-hmm. um, or deeper, uh, go a little deeper with her own with her own work. Mm-hmm. Um, the film is essentially done. We're putting the finishing touches on it, and we have been working on getting all the little pieces together, the website, and we'll be doing a release, I would say, well, my summer, your winter, and uh, hopefully do another tour around Australia like we did this last year with From Shock to Awe. From Shock to Awe, um, indeed. Had an amazing, amazing time doing that, Can and the response yeah. was great, and mm-hmm. so we're looking to, to do the same thing again with this film, and I think... Uh, really branch out because there's so many different topics that uh that stan covered in his work and uh, i think there's gonna be a lot of other things beyond just the psychedelic angle so and of course in terms of our theme today alignment it's uh, it's clearly an expanding and burgeoning part of that equation of using these wonderful substances which have been suppressed for many many years and bringing them into a, a, a proper research driven uh um, process where we can actually use them for for these um, various psychological problems, which, as we've talked about often in the show, are probably even more um, obvious for people and more uh, imperative for change at the moment on the planet for everybody, pretty much. Right. Well, as we're all looking for answers in in the midst yeah. of of everything that's going on in the world. Um, these these compounds seem to be helping people get a broader sense of themselves yes. and and be able to navigate that space in a much different way and, and healthier way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we often talk on Mondays about uh, Bobby Kay. Uh, we get a newsletter. Bobby Kay's a, an I Ching man, among other things, and he throws the I Ching for everybody for the week. And uh, as usual, it's quite appropriate. I just read the very first phrase, which is called, as he says, the wisdom for today or this week. It says, you have the ability for great advancement, but first look to where there are deficiencies in your life. Make plans and allow for correction. Stay steadily on course and your advancements will be profound. And I guess it's really saying look for those opportunities to realign. Find ways to where you're, you are out of alignment, be honest about that, and take a course of action towards a sense of alignment. Yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, we'll go on in the second part of the show to talk about corruption and particularly it's probably most prominent in the political arena at the moment all around the world and uh, it's interesting just to think about corruption as 
um, things moving out of alignment mm. and it's you could be seen as a, a natural part of the evolutionary process because as we go through each evolutionary layer or stage things form into new structures with new geometry and mm. over time those things become less applicable to the complexity of life and so they must be corrupted in other words they must be broken down to some extent so that new structures can be created so the the kind of corruption and realignment process is also part of a natural mm. evolutionary mm. thing. Yeah. So interesting, as you're speaking, the word corruption, of course, is related to uh, the word rupture. Uh, you know, and that's exactly what it is. It's a sort of disturbance in the force, so to speak, a, a rupture, that a necessary rupture. It's almost a rapture, isn't it? <laughs> a, rapture. <laughs> a rapture follows rupture, let's yeah, hope so. Something like that. <laughs> sure it fits in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, being uh, having a bit of a taoist bent, uh, we like to um, talk about those things. And if you think of the yin and yang symbol or the taijitu, as it's uh, formally known, you've got those two dynamic energies uh, interacting with each other there and interestingly enough the, the the symbol is meant to rotate probably in the opposite direction to which most people see it rotating or imagine it rotating so it's the skinny part of the of each color you know the yin and the yang that that is taking the lead because uh, as the energies develop they start small and grow big yeah. and then it's when each one peaks that the seed of the other appears so so that's kind of in the tail and I, I, um, I saw an old uh, t-shirt with a symbol that Bruce Lee used to use, you know, if he's kung fu school, and he had the yin and yang thing, and he had arrows around the outside for the westerners, so they could remember which way the thing was supposed to rotate. Which I thought was quite cool. So, does it rotate uh, anti-clockwise, Wittishins, or does it rotate? It's all perspective. Uh, well, I, it would be. Um, yeah, it would be uh, clockwise. It'd be clockwise. Yeah, but uh, apart from those two energies, which is really all most people see when they look at that diagram, there's there's also a third thing, which is the circle that contains them. Uh, so there you get the, the trinity or the three things which are so prominent in most spiritual uh, doctrines, uh, the, the two energies in the container, and um, those three parts make the whole. Yeah. And the the symbol itself is actually a two-dimensional two representation of uh, a sphere. And there's some there's a nice video on YouTube now, which I think was made up by somebody connected with Nassim Haramein, which shows a three-dimensional yeah. version of that. Oh, and, uh, okay. It's very cool. Mm. And the, the little seeds or dots in the Tai Chi symbol end up being the poles, the north and south pole of the, the sphere mm. or the globe, which is quite cool. So um, when we're talking about alignment, we're really talking about a holistic approach and being able to, first of all, see all of the different parts of the whole and perceive them. And as I just kind of indicated mm. with that symbol, you know, sometimes the parts aren't all obvious and it takes a, an expansion of our perceptiveness to be able to see all the parts. Mm. Uh, and it's only then when we're aware of the parts and, and any dynamic patterns that they happen to be engaged in that we can start to work with the whole thing whatever that thing might be. Mm. Yeah, so I guess what's that, what that is saying is as much as in this very speedy life that many or most of us lead now, that you do need to take respite. You need to slow down enough to be able to feel and to see, to meditate, if you will, or just be still enough to actually see those places where perhaps you're, there's a blind spot, for example, and you're out of alignment, but you don't really quite know where it is. So to feel into that with yourself, and I think it's becoming much more available for all, for many of us faster now, that ability to see where those things are blocked and to come back into a sense of balance more so. Although it's always a moving feast, as you said, it's continually moving, so there's, there's never going to be a still point for very long. 
yeah. that's right it's never an inquest so yeah. as we grow and evolve our perception expands we get to see more pieces and pieces of the picture yeah. you know? yes and uh, and can be more aligned and more whole as we continue on our journey uh, and it's also I mean at this time in history where we talk often about light body activation and that uh, evolution into second tier consciousness and the big shift that happens between first tier and second tier and how we move into this multi-dimensional multi awareness and part of that is a shift in our body's energy geometry uh, which some people call light body activation and that's very much about alignment of the geometry uh, and uh, I was having a discussion with some friends over the weekend about how the smallest uh, changes in the physical alignment of your body can make a massive difference mm. when you're talking about that kind of quantum leap in our subtle energy geometry just the tiniest tiniest alignments can just drop you into that sweet spot where all of a sudden your energy uh, expands greatly in the zone, as they say. In, in the zone, exactly. Mm. Yeah, very, very much so. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I guess you could you could think about a building as an analogy to the process of alignment. You know, when we build a building, everything's got to be aligned. You've got to have solid foundations, and they have to be straight, and everything has to be aligned just so to support the weight of the building and, and keep its uh, keep its shape. Um, <laughs> Without, you know, without being blown over by the wind and those sorts of things. You sort of need the foundation stone too. I'm thinking it's like cornerstone, the foundation stones, <laughs> even like that's the, that's the seed, that's the imprint, and then the foundations have to be solid from that point onwards. Yeah, absolutely. And if something's crooked in there, mm. uh, it just takes a little bit of crookedness, then it can corrupt the entire building and eventually uh, uh, fall down. Or entire countries for that matter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess it is relevant. Okay. Just a little bit of crookedness. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. a little bit of crookedness. And sometimes, you know, that, that crookedness creeps in just as mm. a natural part of the process of being exposed to the elements and the, the earth moving and mm. those sorts of things. So it's it's all part of an ongoing cycle. Well, and also the crookedness, the crack, that's what, as Leonard Cohen said, the crack in everything where the light gets in, you, that's the other, that's the paradox. You that, kind of need right. the crack to impel change and to impel movement somehow. You do. Yeah. I think of that. I think it's called, you probably know the Japanese art when they, when they break a, a a cup or a vessel and they put it back together again with gold refined things called kintumi or something I look it up right. and they consider that to be even more uh, perfect or more art not perfect but more artful than the, than the original complete piece once it's cracked and broken and put back together mm. and it's actually more uh, it has more richness it's got more history of course there's more narrative to it interesting yeah, yeah it is it's like getting a grill right it's like Cracking the teeth and getting it filled back in with gold. Am I missing something here? Am I? Okay. Are we we're getting too deep too quick for you? Uh, I love, the elf is, is so innocent, so naive sometimes, and yet not, and yet not. I think we should play for it. We'll take a break. Too corrupt. You're tuned to Future Sense here. I'm Baffy. I'm 9:24 a.m. Thanks for tuning in. And um, oh yes, we've got a couple of texts coming already. Thanks for doing that. Zero four three seven three four. Triple one nine is our text line. Please join us. Join the conversation. For all of you out there, strangers in a strange land, you're grokking future sense here on Bay FM. You tune to Bay FM. You tune to Future Sense here on Bay FM ninety nine point nine, or via our podcasts. Two part podcasts of each show each week uh, is available about two days after this show on Mondays and can be found through futuresense.it and today we're talking about alignment and also realignment uh, via corruption yeah 
Well, corruption doesn't do the realignment. What we're saying is that corruption requires realignment. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, we, it can be seen as part of a continuous cycle of con- construction, deconstruction. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And so let's talk about that. About in terms of um, personal alignment, um, we often hear the, the the words mind, body, and spirit used in that. Uh, in that context and if we think about the relationship between our consciousness and reality we can relate the three states of consciousness gross consciousness subtle consciousness and causal consciousness to those three things mind body spirit where the gross state relates to the um the 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 gross state of consciousness that is relates to the physical body and the physical alignment of the body we're talking about then part of which is uh, grounding ourselves and being connected to the earth uh, which is a very, very important process, and particularly at this time because the Earth's background frequencies are shifting a lot right now, and particularly uh, we've been monitoring the Schumann resonance, which is a frequency generated by electrical storm activity within the atmosphere, mm. uh, and is all pervasive, and uh, of course influences human well-being, and uh, that became quite noticeable when they started sending people into space and uh, satellite, the um, astronauts were getting space sickness which mm. was eventually resolved by putting a Schumann frequency resonator on the spacecraft yeah. so they had that normal background frequency that they were used to it's interesting too I understand that the Schumann resonance if you're underground in a cave like in Cooper Pedy for example uh, you, you're not affected by the Schumann resonance there I'm, I'm not entirely sure but I think that's the truth too so it, yeah, it probably is because mm. it, the, the Schumann resonance relates for, uh, to activity in the atmosphere. Yeah, atmosphere yeah. directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah so, um, so physical uh, alignment is one important part of the overall picture and, uh, and that usually comes from some kind of a regular physical practice uh, and ideally a, a physical practice which, which is a mind-body-spirit practice so it's connected... Mm. Uh, simultaneously with those other things and um, and like I said grounding and earthing is a really important part of that and with the Schumann frequency shifting as much as it is at the moment we're getting tremendous spikes in it uh, I think it's quite important to be doing a regular practice so that ideally every day you're tuning into whatever the background frequency is of the earth and that over the long term will help us all adapt and change with the, the uh, life conditions rather than being left behind in a frequency mm. sense you know if we're not tuning in regularly then we're going to find ourselves falling out of attunement regularly and feeling that mm. from a, a psycho-emotional perspective particularly I mean even I think uh, if, just not wearing shoes and having the feet on the ground on the beach you know wherever that might be even just that walking in nature without necessarily a, a full practice even that is extremely beneficial in that way isn't it because it, straight away you feel connected to the earth if you take your shoes off and you're standing on the on the ground standing on the sand yeah mm. yeah absolutely um so back to those three things mind body spirit and the three related states of consciousness gross subtle and causal so the gross state the physical body the subtle state relates to our subtle energy body and uh and emotion or energy in motion moving around the subtle energy moving around our body which uh, can be felt as uh, emotions feelings emotions within the body Um, and uh, again that is something that needs regular alignment and of course it's very much uh, connected with the physical body uh, because the physical body is essentially the physical vehicle that's surrounded by the subtle energy body 
and so uh, it's we also need to pay attention to that and there are many great energetic practices out there like uh, yoga and uh, various meditative martial arts that will help us Qigong. do that sort of thing mm. absolutely uh, and then the uh, the causal state uh, relates to um, that place where archetypal energies reside and um, those who are in, engage in altered state practices of any kind, meditation or, or others, um, will probably be familiar with interacting with these different states of consciousness. And in the causal state, we, we find these archetypal energies, you know, so which are often represented in in our stories by particular characters, mm. um, and uh, and there, the, the the word causal to describe. Um, that particular realm relates to the fact that that things that we manifest, you know, they originate from those causal energies. Those yeah. sort of, you might call them um, pure, pure themes. I Archetypes, or Arch- logos, or yeah, logos. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And various combinations of those, mm. which which we draw down into our everyday uh, physical existence and experience. Uh, and and so, from a personal point of view, ideally, we want to have those those three things fully aligned so that we're working in alignment with whatever causal issues you know we are pulling into our reality and through our manifestation process and and those things are aligned with our subtle state and our gross physical state as well Mm -hmm. so we're acting acting as one rather than being scattered Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and so we're talking about a dynamic system there uh, and this is a really important point because there are a lot of arguments out there in the public arena at the moment which are based around assumptions of things being static or, or things being unchanging. Or well, things just going around in circles and repeating themselves without any change. Yeah, yeah. I- exactly, exactly. The same things over and over again and, and a lot of fear that yeah. things won't change, that will yeah. get stuck in a particular state and will be in that state forever. And I guess... Really, that's the definition of hell, isn't it? When you read about or look at pictures of hell, it's like things are bad and they're just going to stay bad forever. Yeah, basically, with no no possibility of change. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that all humans, even though it's it's something we push back against, is the idea of change. I would say it's the uh, the one thing that most humans can say does happen on a regular basis is change is constant and it continues yeah. to go. And as the Earth is doing its realignment. Um, it's going to impact us on a personal level. Mm. Um, it is, that's yeah. Schumann or the the pole switching, or yeah, yeah. And I, I think part of the big shift, you know, in perspective that's going on at the moment is this realization that we are a part of nature and we're part of a system. You know, we're part of a of a whole system rather than being separate to it. And it's you know us doing things to it and it doing things to us mm-hmm. is sort of coming to the understanding that it's it's all us. Yeah. And, and we're an intrinsic part of this system and, and our personal state impacts that system and, and vice versa. Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking also of uh, how the awareness of things like electromagnetic fields, gravitational uh, fields, these kind of energies are more and more out there somewhere. People might have a fairly superficial understanding of it, but just the notion that we are embedded in, floating in, if you will, uh, a, a, a soup of energies is pretty new to the average person, I would suggest. And I think that awareness is becoming um, more available and that thus we become more aware of our 
personal energy field within that structure. Yeah, absolutely. And and the scope of that perception is something that expands as we evolve. Mm. And, you know, for some people, just the idea that we're a part of nature, like local nature, you know, is a struggle, probably because they've grown up, you know, you know, in a, in a city where they're surrounded by concrete and not much yeah. uh, in the way of trees and dirt and stuff. Mm. Uh, but for other people, they're at a place where they're thinking about the entire planet, you know, being and, and relating to and being a part of that whole system. Mm. And for other people, they're starting to think about the solar system and some people are even thinking galactically. Yeah. And uh, and there's more beyond that, yeah. you know, so it's, it's an ongoing evolution of perception. Never-ending quest. It is indeed, yeah. absolutely, yeah. And uh, there was something in the news about uh, a, a big uh, gravitational wave detection or something, wasn't there, Nick? Have you got that? I do. There was a brief burst of gravitational waves hitting the planet, uh, and astronomers have no clue where it came from. This is from LiveScience.com a couple of days ago, five days ago. A mysterious cosmic event might have ever so slightly stretched and squeezed our planet last week on January the 14th, which was the day uh, we were out at Uluru and you guys, I missed it because I was sick that day. Oh, yeah. Um, I did a, 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 some work at Katajuta at the Olgas. It was too. But researchers yeah. don't know where this burst came from. And uh, the gravitational wave observatory, the LG, the UGO, the GGO, LIGO, I can't quite see that. And oh, the LIGO, LIGO. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, the LIGO <laughs> lasted only 14 milliseconds and astronomers haven't been able to yet pinpoint the burst's cause or determine whether it was just a blip in the detectors. Very interesting. I mean, part of the reason that we were there uh, around that time out at Uluru Katajuta was because there was a prediction of uh, an energetic event happening and um, while we didn't know for sure whether that was going to happen it's very interesting that something was registered on, a, on an mm. instrument on that day mm. yeah. uh, some say that because uh, it, it was actually too short for what would be expected from the collapse of a star for example from a massive star and on the other hand we've never seen a star blowing up in gravitational waves before so we don't really know what it would look like and these are the these are the astronomers saying this is pretty interesting they didn't detect any neutrinos um, yeah, which supernovas are known to release. So, yeah, a curious Very anomaly. Anomalies yeah. are the things anomalies. that we're looking at at the moment. Lots yeah, of anom that's, anomalies. That's right. And it was uh, around the time of that significant astrological alignment. And, mm. and the the word that we got, which was our, part of our motivation for going out there, was that there would be an impact on the Earth's geomagnetic field yeah. as a result of some uh, off-planet energetic influx. Mm. Uh, and so it seems that something's registered right there, which is really interesting. And certainly uh, on the ground out there, we, our, our group certainly did sense um, some kind of powerful energetic shift while we were there. There's no doubt about that. Very interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Just at the very beginning, too, of starting to even wrap our heads around what these gravitational waves are. I mean, our, our instruments are just starting to pick these things up. Mm -hmm. And um, what sort of things could be coming out of that over the next decade? Yeah, Sorry about that, folks. Sounds. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> strange sounds are coming in. The anomalies in the studio, in the studio sound system. A bit of yeah. feedback on the mic or something, maybe. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Work, we'll work on that in the next break. Yeah, yeah, yeah very interesting. And uh, I think uh, an expansion of our knowledge around electromagnetic energy and uh, how it moves and how we can use it and uh, how it influences the planet as well uh, uh, is very much a part of our near future, I believe. Um, it's, you know, it's an area that was pioneered by some amazing people in the past, including that guy on your, on your arm there, Mitch, uh, yeah, Nikola Tesla. Tesla. Oh, yes. Tesla. <laughs> it's a, it's a um, lovely, lovely shot of him, isn't it? It is. It's mm. great. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were talking about Gandhi, but... I mean, <laughs> well, him too, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But, um, but yeah, it's certainly an area to watch. And we've spoken before on the show about new technologies that are and have been developed now uh, in terms of energy generation using magnetism and those sorts of things. And, and all of what we're talking about in this conversation is on the electromagnetic energy spectrum. Yeah. We'll take a break here on Future Sense. It's 9.46 here. And thanks for joining us. You're tuned to Future Sense with Nick Jeans and Steve McDonald. Engage. Emerge. Activate and spiral up. You're tuned to Bay Fumits 956 here on Future Sense with Steve McDonald and myself, Nick Jeans, and our special guest, the Texan Elf, who's just gone out for a, um, a spot taco. of such. Yeah, taco. Yeah. <laughs> because it must be six o'clock in Texas somewhere or yeah, something like that. Exactly. Uh, right at the start of the show, we mentioned yeah. some um, psychedelic movies that are coming up uh, in Byron Bay, and I couldn't remember where they were, but yeah. I just looked it up and if anybody wants the details, uh, if you go to the Facebook page for PRISM, that's P-R-I-S-M, uh, which is Psychedelic Research and Science and Medicine, the organisation that I'm co-founder of, the details are listed there. And uh, on the 27th of February, a screening, which is being organised by Entheogenesis Australis, the wonderful community organisation from Melbourne, and uh, they're showing Journeys to the Edge of Consciousness. Mm. And I haven't seen these movies, so I can't really talk much about them, but this one mentions Timothy Leary, Aldous Huxley and Alan Watts. And then same evening, uh, this, the second movie being screened is Icaros. Again, I haven't seen it, but uh, a bit of Googling uh, has found this movie that talks about a woman embracing a fresh outlook on life and a different sense of her own destiny after traveling, traveling to the Peruvian Amazon and bonding with a young indigenous shaman. So I think yeah. that's that story. And Icaros are, are songs of medicine songs, aren't they, essentially? Yeah, from the uh, Shipibo people. Shipibo. Where they, they, uh, the, the idea is that uh, when they start practicing with the medicine they they are given an very which is a very personal, personal. thing mm. personal song for them to sing when they're doing healing work with it and um, I've had the pleasure of um, of being exposed to that Shipibo uh, healing process and, and from that I learnt that the sounds in the songs that are being sung uh, first of all used like a bat's radar so they, this, the sounds are used to detect energetic anomalies in someone else's body and then the sound is used in a slightly different way to deconstruct or corrupt that particular energetic uh, issue in the body and then the third part of it is uh, sound is used to rebuild a, a healthy energy pattern in the body mm. and uh, yeah very very interesting process and lovely to mention sound in this way sound as vibration sound as healing sound as having a, a resonance sound as affecting people in this way because this is clearly the truth of vibration generally speaking and we see a lot of sound healing around the world these days and, and music in various ways used as a healer it's yeah. another part of that vibrational uh, change, I, I would say, that's occurring for all of us. It's a realisation that vibration actually has an effect on us one way or the other. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other movie that's showing in Byron on the 7th of March is Trip of Compassion, which yep. is doc a documentary about the MAPS MDMA research that was done in Israel. And uh, one thing that's unusual about this movie, and I haven't seen this one either yet, uh, is that it shows actual footage from the MDMA assisted therapy sessions, yeah. which is unusual for that kind of yeah, thing to get out. Yeah, yeah. Right. How's that taco, Mitch? We, we, uh, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's great good. taco. Excellent. Good sauce. <laughs> 
breakfast tacos. We're going to bring those to Byron Bay. Uh, ab- <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Well, you, you're a great man with uh, with avocado. And, uh, and, and, and <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> All the secrets are coming out. <laughs> uh, yeah, smashed? I do like to. Sh- I do like to. Yep, I do like to smash. I, I do uh, like to bring my guacamole to to the Byron Bay. And uh, we have tasted that guacamole, and it is heaven in a bowl, <laughs> a, a green heaven in a bowl with various other, you know, and quite simple. But you have just get you get the balance right: the salt, the tomatoes, whatever else, the garlic, whatever you put in there. I don't know. Secret ingredients. It is, it is a staple food. Of, staple of food. The Texan elf, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've been talking about alignment this morning, and I'm just going to wrap that up now. I just want to mention a couple of things briefly about dynamic systems. So um, I think we started to talk before the break about it's all sorts of strange sign language going in the background are we getting this on film I don't think we are no I, I forgot to do a, to turn the camera on thank uh, goodness for that the elf went out for his uh, tackle and I forgot to put the camera back on yeah, but right. we are filming and you'll, you'll folks regular <laughs> listeners you'll eventually uh, you'll eventually take part in this we're experimenting at the moment when we sorted out we experimented the last show and it didn't yeah. work so we yeah. tried again well it worked thing. except we had, well, you had we had too much hundreds data. of gigabytes of too data much, too much information <laughs> we these, tried are, these are dense programs we too much to information absolutely we tried to do it in 360 and it was just very large file <clears throat> anyway back to uh, alignment um we started to talk before before the break about uh, rigidity and mm. and you know the fact that systems are usually dynamic and moving and and so alignment in dynamic systems is more about healthy cycles healthy motion rather than any particular rigid state because in a, in a moving system everything's passing right even though even though it might be an uncomfortable moment it, it's going to pass um, so it's all about seeing the patterns and not necessarily fixating on the parts in a dynamic system and working with the system's natural flow. So if you want to change a natural system, then you've got to work with the system and go with the natural flows and you've got much more chance of changing uh, you know, a system in little ways by doing that rather than trying to oppose the, national f- the natural flow because mm-hmm. what happens then is as soon as you step out of the way, it just goes back to the way it was before. Uh, And the other thing is that when we're part of a dynamic system, as we are always, uh, we also need to be changing as well. So we have to plan to change and embrace change uh, continually. And every time we achieve a new state, we can certainly enjoy it for what it is, but also understand that it will pass, as Mm. all things do. Well, coming back to Bobby Kay on that, he said uh, today... What's funny? No, we're having fun here today. We are. No, nothing. It's was, good it's a holiday. It was him he looked at me. Yeah, did he? Just, yeah, look, yeah, just yeah. a look from the Texan yeah, Elf yeah, and yeah. everything dissolves. It's fantastic. And then it's reconstituted in a brand new way, more, more aligned. And similarly, Bobby Kay is saying in his wisdom today, uh, if you... If you uh, and please check out Bobby Kay, very interesting. He says, look into the past and examine what has led to this period of dissolution. Liberate negative emotions by acknowledging them. Having compassion for yourself and changing your thoughts does the repair. <laughs> Settle down, boys. Um, and that's what you're saying there is is the ability to self-assess where you're out of alignment to see what is needing uh, adjustment and realignment and to seek the ways to do that uh, and to, to support yourself in that. Well, what you just said by looking back um, and doing that in my own personal life, looking mm-hmm. back at those times when I've had that rigidity um, mm-hmm. and pushed back against what the change was that was coming that was coming through, yeah. um, and the moments where I finally am able to step out of the way. <laughs> I have McDonald over here really <laughs> I've never forming seen like a new natural system. The, the good thing is we're getting it on film. <laughs> right. Everything's changing. Yeah, everything's changing. Everything's but, changing. But just that perspective of that rigidity 
um, and finding that 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 space where I'm out of alignment, it, it does help things going forward because you can have a little bit of that perspective to say, hey, as a reminder, um, mm-hmm. that rigidity is coming in again, mm-hmm. or or having good friends like sitting next to me uh, reminded me of that rigidity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or trying to I mean, again with Bobby Klein, another piece that's popping out of me right here. Normally, when we spot something that is out of order, our first thought is to move immediately to fix it. In this situation, however, that would not be a benefit as things are not normal. That's what Bobby's saying. And that's certainly not normal here today. But that notion of trying to fix and put right, back into right, place right. the thing that has changed yeah. is, is not necessarily the best option here. Yeah, yeah. 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 Isn't it really interesting? I mean, we, uh, we often uh, think about our theme and develop mm. our stuff for each episode of the mm. show. And mm. then we... We check in with Bobby and pretty much 99% of the time he's talking about the same thing. Yeah. It's very interesting. And I think that's, you know, for some people, perhaps that's a, you know, a stretch too far to think that things are in alignment or line up in that way or as synchronous things occur serendipitously in the moment for you. But perhaps it's exactly the thing to look out for in your own life. Where are those clues that pop up and go, oh, wow, I just thought about that, and et cetera, et cetera. Everybody has this experience. And rather than just passing it off as a coincidence, to actually focus on it and to give it some energy and to, to feel like this is a clue towards my own alignment in this minute, perhaps. In my own life, uh, those times when that, that synchronicity or that coincidence, whatever you want to call mm. it, when those things pop up, um, I've tried more and more to pause and, and think about what I'm, what's going through my mind at the time, who I'm speaking with, what sort of emotions are going on, and they seem to be clues mm. um, or little flagpoles that pop up, like, yeah. hey, pay attention here. Yeah. And uh, you know, the more and more I think I'm able to do that, it helps with that process yeah. of change um, yeah. and realignment. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, we'll take a break here and we'll come back with the second part of the show. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, corruption and uh, that, what that signals here on BFM. You're tuned to Future Sense with uh, Nick Jean, Steve McDonald, and Mitch Schultz, the Texan Elf. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Future Sense, a podcast edited from the radio show of the same name broadcast on BFM in Byron Bay, Australia at bfm.org. Future Sense is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. The future is here now. It's just not evenly distributed.